welcome back. This is another episode of Part of the Punctuation. I am your host, Aaron Smith, joined as always by the, I guess we can call him our better half of uh, the Bearcat Brunch, and, uh, Jeff Howell, and the self-proclaimed best producer in the city, Ed Mayhall. You come up with a new name, of a new way of describing Jeff in every episode. Oh, I'm kind of a fan of it. Yeah. I was always interested in hearing what you're going to say this time. He doesn't self-proclaim, so <laughs> it's up to me to do the proclaiming, to give Thanks, the Aaron. proclamation. Here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, how, how, your week, how have your weeks been? Obviously, we will get to the Bengals talk, the Bearcats talk, and all that. But what's, what's, what's been going on? Uh, just we have uh let's see we got bike football session number two for my oldest starting up here uh this coming week with an 8 a.m game ridiculous um my other boys playing basketball they're oh and two but they're having a heck of a lot of fun so about all you can ask at a second Uh uh-huh aren't you coaching (laughs) yeah uh second graders on 10 foot hoops we're talking like two to one kind of scores like I mean, I've lobbied to the league that second graders don't need to be playing on 10-foot hoops because there's usually, like, one kid on the court that can get the ball above the rim, um, and the rest of them have to, like, start shooting down by, like, their waist with both hands on it, like, jump and throw it as hard as they can. I mean, it's it's not really basketball. Um, <laughs> Who does your son most, <laughs> most resemble on UC basketball in terms of style? UCF uh, super fan coming off the top rope already. My son, uh, my son is, uh, is he he no, he enjoys uh, basketball. Um, he's down at the end of the bench with the walk-ons. Right. <laughs> it's just he's it's just what that's just where he's at, and Tobler's he enjoys it and loves it. Tobler's he will one day be a legend. He might write a book and have like a whole lot of people that you know. I don't know. So. Good to go. Huh. Ed, how you been? Oh, great. Uh, this is great. Um, so my son, uh, second week of basketball, we're um, one and one. They won their first game this weekend. You're also um, coaching, right? Assistant coach on this one. Um, it's coaching. He hasn't scored a point yet, but man, those hands are up 24-7. <laughs> Sometimes on offense. Hey. Sometimes on offense. These boys, so this is this is kindergarten and first grade, and these boys, sometimes they forget to dribble. That's all right. So it's just running around in there, and they're all trying to find their shot. It's it's quite interesting. It's it's fun watching the high school kids referee these games too. Well, uh, the the seven year old here just turned eight, and uh, he's also playing basketball. So I got to go to his game on Saturday, and uh, we have we have lower hoops. I, I think they're they're right around eight. Yeah, I think we're um, doing eight foot. Yeah, and, uh, ten ten foot. Just start <laughs> start them young. Yeah, what are you doing? Corn fed. What are you doing? Country. Uh, it's ridiculous. Like I said, I tried to like I talked to the league coordinator and everything, and they're like, "Oh, what we do? Like, we can't lower the hoops down at all." And uh, like, so why do we have to have it at this gym? Like, we can. There's literally gyms everywhere where the hoops move up and down. Yeah. If it doesn't happen here, let's find somewhere else. Because it's not fun watching kids like try to you know throw a ball with both hands from their weight. Like it's not basketball. It's really not. No, they're they're on, we're on short. This. We're on short courts, eight foot. 
See, Ooh, that's, what, and that's, exact, that's exactly what, what this should be, and it's not, and it, it irritates me, but I'll tell you what, my kids know how to pass. Uh, they bounce pass very well, yes. and they run, they run the motion offense pretty well. Uh, they just don't get the, a lot of the buckets. You got one kid who has a heck of a chest pass. <laughs> um, oh, this week also, as I'm uh, you know sitting on the bench being assistant coach, uh, one kid spilled his water all over the court. <laughs> so I'm everywhere trying to find well, uh, just, a mop or something, uh, but all I have is the 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 bathroom, and it has the towel dispenser that just gives out like you know. Yeah. So that that was me for about fifteen minutes trying to get enough towels to wipe up. Make it a rule that they have to have like the squirt lids, where you know we're we're not doing that. We're no more water bottles that that with screw on tops. Like you have to have the actual like the Gatorade squirt bottle. Yep. That's what we got. That was that was JJ. He just stopped down to let me know that he made four baskets in a row at practice tonight. So all right, let's get good JJ. Way to go, bud. Uh, no, I did not take my shirt off to dry up the water. That would have been. Actually, I probably could have. I had a hoodie on. It probably would have been but, very effective. But kudos on the uh, on the shirt from Five One Three Shirts. You can get your own Team Kelly with the uh, No Chad in the bottom right. Um, there it is. There's the yep. No Chad. No Chad. It's um, not my nipple. I'm pointing at. That's just No Chad. We we get it. <laughs> Actually, this is a nice shirt. It's thin. Um, either the arms are. Sm- Either the arms are a little smaller or my arms are getting bigger from the gym. I'm going to go with the latter. Um, nice. But well, you know, right. this is good. I like this shirt. All right. Enough about us. Let's talk some Bengals. We don't have any, I don't know if we're doing We still haven't. Too. Yeah. Uh, All right. Actually, I, I was listening to some today on uh, my lunch break, and I think I found, I think I found one. All right. Okay. Well, we'll work on that. Um, the Bengals beat the – Rappers. Baltimore Ravens. I hate the Ravens. <laughs> they beat the Baltimore Ravens in unprecedented fashion. It was a weird way to win the game. Uh, but they do win the game. Uh, final score was 24-17 in Cincinnati. Uh, last game that we'll see in Cincinnati, apparently, uh, because – we don't. The NFL has no idea what they're doing in regards to. No, that's just, not. That's not entirely true. That's not entirely true. Let's say we could see the Jags. Uh, let Let's say the Jags win because another another game that won in unprecedented fashion. They are. How they are apparently, that one? They are apparently capable of crazy things. So, like, I don't even know if I want to play the Jags. Did you see the? The the screenshots people were posting from halftime at that game when they took either either took the Jags or the one million one guy, dollar the one point five million dollars the guy put on the Jags and I think it was, I think it was no, one he, four he he put it there was a guy that put on the uh, Chargers yeah to win and he would have won like eleven thousand dollars because you figure it's easy money I'm just gonna walk with eleven thousand dollars because no team has ever overcome and, and four interceptions and in the playoff game instead he. Handed over, and that's why Vegas always wins. Yeah, man, true. man. Um, and maybe if that guy doesn't make that bet, maybe the game goes another way because maybe Vegas controls the NFL. Who knows? None of us. See, know. I'm like UCF uh-huh. super fan. Like when I when I yeah. bet, like even even like the the free money bets, which I'm like almost all the way out of. 
Like when I lose those, and we all know how Aaron feels when he has this. some that come in close and then uh, then fail at the last second. But, I got. I took the boys to Rally House yesterday to go shopping, and Michelle got her FanDuel account fixed, um, and got her free two hundred dollars of, of free betting. Um, she shows it to me last night. She's betting on NBA games and winning. I'm like, did did you, do you know those players? No, just seemed like it was a good bet. She's out here winning like fifty bucks on some NBA games. You married a ringer and you didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. There you go. So back to the Bengals. Back to the Bengals. Um, so we we saw a couple different names start to emerge on the on the. We'll, we'll talk immediately about the play that that defined what, the game. What play? The <laughs> the goal line stand that ended up DJ Reader blocking three Baltimore Ravens simultaneously how he did that is still beyond me logan wilson thought, yeah. knocking the pass or um, knocking knocking the ball free from uh tyler huntley and essentially through a pass to sam hubbard sam hubbard goes 90 officially uh, i think it was ruled 98 yep um we, we saw i think the first thing that i saw emerge was um it was uh the hubbard yard dash that's okay there was the fumble, the fumble in the jungle. I the like immaculate, the, jungle. the immaculate rejection. I don't want anything immaculate because fuck the Steelers. Steven's comment: Tell Michelle to cash out 50, the fifty dollars and buy you some towels. You need them for coaching. I like that. Can all be alleviated if you tell the kids they have to have squirt bottles only. That's fair. Actually, this was a squirt bottle. We'll talk about it later. Jesus, how did that even happen? It's Gatorade. So you're not down with the immaculate rejection? No, I'm no. Not, I don't like it. No, I like the fumble in the jungle. Fumble in the jungle. Fumble yeah, in the jungle. It's I, sharp. Fumble in the jungle Easy. is one I, I I rooted or voted for on. Somebody like put them up on on the twitters. And that I'm was also, the one that I uh, voted for. But I'm also not down with calling this the greatest sports play in Cincinnati sports history. Well, there's some there's the some like recency there's some sports. recency bias to it, too. right? Because right? like, when, like you, when you ask me, like if you were to ask me. Ed, what's the greatest thing you've seen in Cincinnati sports history? I would probably still say Todd Frazier's home run derby. I, I was at Todd Frazier's home run derby, and that is still that's my top like moment that I've ever attended in person. What would you say? What would you, what do you you guys you and Aaron Chad don't like that one? Eric Jay, Davis game one, nineteen ninety World Series. I didn't see that. I was six. Jay, Jay Bruce making that home run. To get into the playoffs was the clinch. Think, that was that was good Larry too. Very clinch miss, but were Mary you there? Clinchmas. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't at any of the. I wasn't at. I wasn't at Sam Hubbard. Like, okay, but that's that's why the Todd Frazier one is is where it is for me because I was there. I'm not judging you on that. I'm just saying. I know. I just that's why. Top, that's why. I, I think, where I, think it's it's, I think it's top ten moment in Cincinnati sports history. <laughs> that that Eric Davis home run. I tossed my child Mary Clinchmas. She was on my lap. He hit the ball. Geoff said, Chad tossed his child. He yelled it in all caps. Yeah, I did. I did toss my child. But that 1990 World Series was supposed to be a laugher. It was supposed to be a joke. Yep. The Reds had it no was. business. And that Eric Davis home run set the tone. And the Reds swept. For me, for me, 
that's number one. That's fair. I just maybe it's recency bias for me too. It's just if if you were to ask me that, like on the streets, like or you know whatever, the first thing that would come to my mind is the Todd Frazier home run derby. Well, I guess Reds, Reds going wire to wire and winning, you know, the World Series in 1990. But again, I'm but you can't. I don't six know. Six years old. I'm not like, sure I can remember that. The Reds going wire to wire is the like. Are we talking like? I'm sure there was a moment somewhere in there. I I was six. Okay, I'm yeah, sure there was. I, a we all we all were. The I moment was the Eric Davis home run. There you go. Yeah, I just said it. I'm I'm saying no. But then didn't Jose Jose Rijo was really good in that series as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. But did, I don't know that have, there was like a moment with it's Rio just a memory. Like, yeah. There was a lot. I mean, you had McGuire and and Canseco, and you know that that was or or you could go. Um, um, Billy Hatcher going eight for eight to, to open the series. Like there was uh, a lot. That I guess I also the, the Homer Bailey uh uh no hitters back to back no hitters. Yeah, I just Tom I just, Browning's just fucking walked the guy. Perfect game, Tom Browning. Yeah, Tom Browning's perfect game. R.I.P. Where we charge for waters until people complain about it on Twitter and then that becomes a thing at his funeral wake at, yeah. at the stadium. They had a wake for him at the stadium and the Castellinis charged for water. Well, I mean, that's that until they open the bar after it went to Twitter. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, oh, the they're, scooter they're, chin net for home run game. The All right, home yeah, game. Like, I mean, okay. Pike, Pike, bins, Pike, yeah. the bins. Pike the bins. I remember sit, I remember that when I was sitting in Home Depot's parking lot listening to that. I, I guess like really like the more you think about it, like how lucky we are that like there there are some like crazy good moments. There are in in yeah. like Cincinnati sports. Yeah. It's not it's there there is some there is always some some doom and gloom kind of stuff. Yep. That, that's <laughs> who what blo- who blocked Greg? <laughs> Chad did. <laughs> That's also fair. Jesus. I'm not going to hear the end of that one. Crazy was an exhibition, so he doesn't count five, it. Five minutes. It's only for five minutes. He'll be back. He'll be back. Uh, we can't forget the commandos since I commandos back to back to back championships. I I had actually forgotten about those. Had you? Because yeah. I didn't even know it was a thing. Didn't, didn't the Cyclones win back to back? Kelly Cup. Yeah. Kelly Cup back to back. Um, you had you had Yancey Gates punching Kenny Freeze, which that'll live on in, in infamy. I don't think they mentioned it this year. Did you just say infamy? That's what I was. I, I was trying to figure out. I was. I Is that not intimacy. a word? <laughs> he just it's, was not intimacy. <laughs> you ever hear the way I say tomatillos, and you're going to say that word? I'm, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> infamacy. Okay. Uh, it goes down in you see infamacy. a super fan was there when Johnny Quaid kicked Jason LaRue in the head and ended his <laughs> career. Jeez. The Yachty and BP fight, that's also a good one. Yeah. Yep. We should, we should start a poll. We should start a poll on Twitter. Go for it. You're the Twitter guy. All right. All right. And, and, I'm going to put it out there on Twitter. There's no spaces for all, like, 
you need like four selections. Well, not a right? pole. I'll just put like a thread. How, how about that? We'll just do like a thread. Yeah, there you go. Um, to see what people three rank it. Greatest the thing is, is like the like, like I said, like the, the Sam Hubbard thing is gonna get a lot of a lot of like play right now because of recency bias. But and not not to like take away from it. it it really has all the bells and whistles of like things that that people need for those to like stick in your head because it was a huge turning point in the game. Like yeah. it's a Cincinnati kid. You know, he grew up here. Then he went to Ohio school. State, and like mm-hmm. you know, he comes back and he's you know plays for his hometown team, and he's you know huge and runs ninety eight yards down the field, and no one can hawk him down. Not even Mark Andrews. Although Mark Andrews came close. Real thank close. God! Thank God for the well, shoulder pad block. And you saw. <laughs> hey, Dean Blandino said it was a good no call. He did say that. There's 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 people who've argued both sides on it. Regardless, uh, Sam Hubbard was apparently yelling as he saw on the jumbotron that Mark Andrews was coming, saying somebody has to block him. Yeah. yeah. No shit. Why why are there four people and no one's looking for well, Mark well, Andrews? Sprinting, which let's talk about Mark Andrews, who should not be able to move that fast. He should not be able to move that fast. Well, what's crazy is so, like, think about the two. Like, so you have you got Mark Andrews and you've got like Huntley was on the field, like, he knew he lost the ball, but he was should have been to to UCF superfans' point. And and Ryan Royer talked about this briefly last night, but you only reach like that on fourth down and only on fourth down. You don't reach like that if it's not fourth down. He should not have been reaching. It was a bad football play. Oh, I mean, he he definitely should have gone low. It's, uh, it's, I think it's inexperience. But, it's sim- simply inexperience. And, and I think he 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 must have thought that they were closer to the goal line. That like, I, obviously, like none of us have he played. Like, he had it. But, he watched Trevor Lawrence. And, well, he watched the, obviously that too, but as he pushes forward, I think in his head he really thought he got a bigger push off the the start to where he oh, yeah, only needed that, and he was like, when we were watching it here, like uh, my son, like I, I got a crazy good video of us like going nuts, but my son's like, they better not call it back, and then they like show like the quick overhead view, but he's like. He's like, he's a half yard. It was a half yard. He wasn't even close. I'm like, no, no he was not. Good call there. And I guess the, the, the next-gen chip in the ball said that's, that's That's the biggest thing that happened. That's the, the biggest ne- thing that happened in ne- all of this. Forget yes. the touchdown. Forget yes. the win. Yes. Forget all of this. Was There's a chip in the fucking ball? When the fuck did they put the chip in the ball? Hey, why the fuck are we utilizing this, this for first downs? Aaron, we talked about this. It's apparently inaccurate. It, no, I've read about it because it made me infuriated yeah. as soon as point I saw six, that. Point six yards from the goal line. The ball it's, never it's, made it. It's terribly inaccurate is why they say they don't use it. Yeah. We're we're measuring where tennis balls hit on the court. We're measuring where soccer balls hit on the field. But we can't do the same thing with a fucking well, football. We're letting 63-year-old men eye it as if that's more accurate than a chip in the fucking football. I, I the biggest been, news that come out of the whole game. I was that there's a chip point. in the football. Absolutely, I've Ed. I've been making this point for five years. I know. I've been podcasting for five years. And I've been making this point for five Aaron. years. Why are we doing this with 68-year-old men out there that, are, that aren't even wearing glasses? 
Craig wants to know what Baker Mayfield. There's already a chip in the ball. Were you aware of that? It's just for next. It's just for the next gen stats. That's all it's for, Aaron. It can't measure where the ball is exactly on the field. Why not? Like, if we could put a chip in the ball, why aren't we doing this? And they put GPS on the... I mean, all the players have GPS on them. That's how they get their this, this speed. I, all these Ravens fans are bitching that 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 the, 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 the touchdown or somebody's bitching about it. It, it broke the plane. Theory, the conspiracy theorist in me says that it takes entirely too much control away from the referees. Oh, it absolutely does. When you see a referee walking with Joey Bosa, interacting with Joey Bosa as he's walking back to the sideline, just talking with him, and then throws a flag because he can't let it go. Whatever happened with, or was it Joey or Nick? Which one plays for the? I think it's Joey. Okay. I think it is Joey. Uh, But just weird things happen with these refs, man. Pat McAfee also didn't know that there was a that there were chips in the. I have not caught. The, Pat no one knew. He no was like, one knew. That was entirely new. Well, they, uh, they, they they when that was tweeted out, the ball was 0.6 yards from the goal line, based on the chip in the fucking ball. Everybody was like, "Wait, did you just say there's a chip in the fucking ball?" Yeah, and that was when we, they realized they fucked up. Well, Pat I McAfee saved it on like, my phone because it was Pat, talking about it was talking about Sam Hubbard reached a top speed of seventeen point three miles per hour, third fastest speed a defensive lineman as a ball carrier this season. And then right underneath that, how close was Tyler Hutley crossing the plane according to the chip of the football? And I went, "Fucking a chip of the football." <laughs> when did this shit happen? Wait till I tell Aaron about this. So I saved it on my phone so I can bring it up tonight. I. Has anyone ever heard that sentence before? Acc- no, sir. According no. to the chip in the football, the reason and they when they they were talking they about it and up, they, they said they, they said up. why they told us that. why didn't anybody know about this and somebody whoever it was like uh, whatever talking head show I was had on in the background was like well because that account next the next gen the NFL next gen sports whatever has never said anything about it so nobody knew like. I'm not putting that up there, but super fan, that's funny. Uh, oh my god! The other big conspiracy thing from this weekend is Trevor Lawrence saying, "Hold on, Ed. You hold cut- on, hold on." The chip in the football was not a conspiracy. It is now a confirmed fact. Yeah, it's not a confirmed fact. Chip in the football. Yeah, that's 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 very not a fair. conspiracy. That is a spiracy. That that okay, that's very fair. But the other thing that people are making conspiracy. In football this this weekend, is Trevor Lawrence saying you couldn't write a better script? Have you heard somebody say that before? Yeah, like, uh, weird, weird oh yeah you couldn't write a better script. Well, weird things have been coming out since uh, I forget what the tweet, what the Twitter account is, where um, they they put out like weird facts or true facts or uber facts or one of those like weird yeah, uber things, facts probably. Um, where they they said that the NFL was try somebody tried to sue the NFL because. A Jets fan was at a game that was called incorrectly or lost, whatever, and they declared that the NFL is not a sports league and should not be ruled as such, but it is an entertainment league along the same lines as the WWE. Oh, they're entertainment now. They're world football entertainment. According to the uh, 
Oh, this is the even jurist- better. This well, is I'm just even saying better, Aaron. The, jur- I don't, the I don't, jurisdiction. I think people are making that, that out case. to be more than it is. Sure. There's no. It's Twitter. What do you? <laughs> of course, yeah, it's that. Twitter. Come it on, just man. blew up on Twitter. It was hilarious. Okay, here, here you go. The chips were added by Wilson and Zebra, which previously used similar tags for tracking supply chain items in 2017. Huh. <laughs> they weigh about 3.3 grams, adding 1% to the weight of each ball. Why do we still use chain markers and blurry goal line replays? The NFL's chips are not used to spot the ball because they aren't accurate enough with six inches of give or take. So the chips have been the balls for six years? Well, depending on when in 2017 they were added. How did we just hear about this? How, how has it been six years? Six how, we go through, years. how did we how go did, through COVID and not hear I, about this? Wait, how, how did how, I want to know how nobody from like Wilson or Zebra would like I want to know how none of them like, like leaked it out or like somebody didn't come home and was like drinking at, at Thanksgiving and was like, Yeah, we got these chips in the football. Yeah. Why aren't the chips better in 2023 from from six years ago when again FIFA uses they can see exactly where the ball hit at any given moment. The not chips can the, only the, get within about six the, inches of yeah. exact measurement, which is why they are not used. But which is closer is a, than the eighty-year-olds. But, but is a six-inch differential not equally or more accurate than a person using his or her eyes? No. It seems like the chips will soon be improved. At that point, presumably, the NFL will join other sports like tennis and soccer in using technology to determine exact measurements. This is all from uh, Outkick.com. Where's the rock? We we have we have we have baseballs that that we're throwing that. We can see where they go in the, in the. Get out of here, man! I and Jacob Feldman on on uh, on Twitter. Unreal. He seems to be. I'm gonna. I'm asking the Rock right now. All right. Putting chips in there. Also. So let's get back to the game because this has gone completely off the rails. I've oh, lost my right. mind. Chad's Chad's lost his mind. <sighs> Chad appearances are like fever dreams. Woosa. So Jonah Williams goes down with a dislocated knee for the second time this season. But it's his other knee, I think. Again, just saying, he's got yeah. bad knees. Yeah. Um, I got bad knees, too. Also on a contract year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm bringing that guy back if his patellas can't stay in place. I mean, they. it's not good. It's not good. So you were running out. Three at this point backups on your offensive line. Offensive line is clearly going to be a focal point in the draft, and again in free agency because, like uh, like Scott Satterfield said in his last big press conference where he did it with the uh, uh, OC and DC, uh, you have to have five to eight. Like you can't just run five and and. Just put all of your eggs in in five. You, you need to probably go closer to eight. Um, and this this got to be the same thing here. I know that you have Jackson Carmen who filled in fairly well. He did pretty good. Still surprised that that dude is on this team. Don't know that yeah. I love that. But you know what though? I, I thought he filled in. I thought he, I, he did a pretty good job. I'm still talking about his life off the field. Okay, well, you, you. I don't know. I mean, his that, life is off the field. I've never met the man. We we talked about it. Yeah, but not going back there. But. Here's here's the deal. It's like he's on the team. 
and we have to have somebody at left tackle and Andrew Whitworth is not coming back. So No, he's not coming back. He's talking about he likes how his legs look in skinny jeans. He's not coming yeah. back. No. So but I, I thought he filled in well out there, like surprisingly well actually. Um Especially because he does, he's a guard. He, does see, he does seem to to well, no, he was a left tackle in, in college though. So like, that's his the, the that's, time that he has played in Cincinnati, correct. He's he been a guard. Right. But his natural position is left tackle. And arguably he, but. and he looked he looked pretty good out there. I mean, I thought he was like there was the one play where I think he and Piran had a kind of a little mix up, like Piran like squirted out he, to the side and he thought he, he was back there. Back up. Yeah. He thought he was no. back there to chip. No, no. But also on that same play, uh, it wouldn't have mattered if uh Carmen had pancaked his guy because Max Sharping got beat horribly on that on the same play. And they both—I don't even know who the Ravens defender was on that one—but uh, they met in the backfield and and kind of hugged Joe Burrow as he sat to the ground, um, which you know that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, now you're way. running out. Who, who's left? Is it is it just Kappa and Volson? Correct. No, <laughs> Karis and Volson. Karis. Kappa's out. Kappa's rolling around Kappa, on a on a. Karis who almost. Karras almost got into a fight on a on an early late hit on Joe Burrow. Glad he didn't get into a fight. Um, I'm here for it though. You got to protect that quarterback. You got to show him that you're gonna like, take take any of that BS. What did you guys think about Marcus Peters in this game? I mean, I thought that when you punch people, when you throw punches, you get ejected. So I also not. thought that was what happened. Um, but but not the case. He, he got he got a flag for it, which certainly helped. On that particular drive, they did score, but I, I, I have not seen a punch like that thrown in a game and it not be called an ejectable offense. Was like, this the punch? So we've got on the thing is is the thing is is yes. they've got so they've got that like because there was another instance the, that happened the, earlier. The thing the where they do the um, like the booth, like the quick call down replay yes. look in thing, whatever it is. Yes, where they can, you know, if it's uh, uh, you know, they don't have to challenge or whatever. Um, that I, I think that's something that they should be watching for. Like, I get it. Like, they can't watch for like they couldn't call down and say, "Hey, you missed a face mask on that play," or "Hey, you missed this on that play." But if there's a situation where the play is over and someone is throwing punches on the field and it's shielded by other players or in a position where an official can't see. That there is a punch being thrown, I don't think it's out of the realm of like, hey, call down and be like, yo, he just something like that. Even if that's two or three plays later, who cares? Get the call right. If you really truly care about protecting the players, like you claim to do, yeah, I mean that that that's different than calling down and saying like there was a face mask or there was a hold you missed or there was like this or that whatever. Like, I, I mean, not even like even like some like pushing and shoving, whatever. Like, like let's not get crazy. But if you can see on there very clearly that he like pulls, but it wasn't even like kind of like a push. Like a all back. He pulled back and like gave him a shot right in the ribs. Get him out of there. Whether it's it landed silly. well or whether, whether the punch landed well or not is, Yo, is beyond, it's beyond I, the fact. I take it's you back to, that, a, I take you back to AJ green and Jalen Ramsey when AJ green punched him in the side of the helmet. Like did that hurt Jalen Ramsey? Absolutely nope. not. Did it probably hurt AJ green more? Absolutely. Yep. Did he get ejected? Yes. Yep. 
So I don't know. That was it was a weird weird thing there. Um, UC, UCF super fan. Uh, I have not seen uh, Jimmy Seafood uh, piping up uh, recently. I know that they got into it with I think uh, Bangalorean. They kind of had like a little back and forth with that with him, uh, but I haven't. So that's the only reason they ever pop up my timeline. But it's Jimmy Seafood. It's a Baltimore seafood. Oh, that, that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, so Joe Burrow goes twenty three of thirty two, two hundred nine, six point five per, one touchdown. No interception. Sacked four times. Again, with a decimated line. Uh, The running game. 18 carries. Total 51 yards. uh, With Mixon leading the way. 11 for 39. Joe actually had the the second most. with Five for nine. And Samaje going two for three. I really need need Mixon to get a touchdown. So I I could have won. I I just needed eight and a half. But... um, the the line the line did not serve well for Joe did not serve well for the running game and is going to continue to be an issue as the Bengals stay alive in the playoffs. That said, the defense and Joe did what they needed to do to overcome the deficiencies in the line. What are your concerns going forward as we're talking about the offense in particular? The line. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's obviously the the offensive line. I mean, they just need to figure out a way to really play. I mean, look, they're not going to be able to come in and play at the level that the lines played all year. They had the same five offensive linemen start fifteen games. Like that. That's gone out the window a few weeks ago when Lyle Collins goes down, and then you lose Kappa uh, to this Ravens team last week. Who, whatever, and then you lose. Uh, <laughs> No. And that that okay, so that's another good point is like using P Ryan in in the backfield, like mm-hmm. but you, you can't have the the miscommunications and, and I get it, like that was kinda like on the fly, like running Carmen out there and being like, Hey, but they're like, also you're they're also guys and, that haven't necessarily played together. I mean P yeah. Ryan's gonna be in on second team snaps in practice. Uh so yeah. they're he's probably going to be w- running with the guys in practice that are doing this, but is P Ryan treated in practice as the second string guy or the first string guy, I mean, depending on I, I what play I, you're running, I suppose. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're gonna. Uh, John White says if we don't get Kappa back healthy, I, I don't know that we have enough for the season. I mean, I, did they ever say exactly what it was? Is it a high ankle sprain? Is that what it is? He's still rolling around on a scooter, but apparently he's looking better. Um, I know that Zach said something about him rolling a towel with his foot and that looking promising. Um, but I don't know what the connotation Progn- of what the prog- prognosis is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what in what connotation he's talking about either. Like, I mean, is that I, I think with this line, stuff? like the thing is, like I think with this line, like I think we're okay. Like I don't think it's like too much of a detriment. Um, I, I think they can still make it to the Super Bowl. I just like, I don't think there's another defense in the AFC that is going to give you what you got from the Ravens. So I know everyone's been talking about Andrew Whitworth, but there was another right. member of of the line from last year that is available, and is still a free agent. And his name is Quentin Spain. Is that somebody you bring back? I mean, it depends on what kind of shape he's in. 
I think that's somebody you have to take a good, long, hard look at. Like, I don't know. I don't know why he hasn't been called yet. Hasn't been brought in yet. That said, if he's not, if, if they see, have, have seen him and he's not the guy, then I feel confident that this line is better than last year. And give me Karras yeah. all day. Yeah. And, and, you know, you've got a guy, a, a guy in, in Volson who's a, a rookie that's been playing, like, out of his mind. Um, I know, uh, pretty sure uh, our good buddy Dave Simone was pretty uh, high on Volson whenever, when that name had popped up. Um, so, you know, he, he's done well. And then you're just going to have to hope that those dudes can kind of step it up a little bit. And Sharp, sharping and, and. Yeah, I mean, sharping is a, a mammoth individual. Uh, you know, Carmen, Man Mountain. Yeah, and, and, you know, may, maybe this helps the run game out a little bit because uh, Carmen. Not this there, past week. He, you know, he can. Well, you know, you're going up against a, a, a pretty damn good defense there and. In the Ravens, so like, I mean, as much as you want to, we we like to not like compliment the Ravens or anything like that or any divisional opponent for that matter. Like, they have a really good defense. Like, that brings me to my next point, which is the Bengals are going to be playing the Bills this week. Uh, Again. I think I think our defense is is better than the Dolphins, and they got to Josh Allen seven times. I think that the Bills' defense is not as good as the not. Ravens' defense. Well, they're not at all. I think we match up very well with the Bills in regards to winning. The only downside is that this game is being played in Buffalo as if Buffalo won when they were here. It's a little frustrating that that game could have been decided and that it's not being played at a neutral site. In case Cincinnati had won. True. Yep. Any thoughts? Well, we, any thoughts on that? I mean, it's ridiculous, but I'll tell you this: Joe Burrow is eight zero. Whenever the game time kickoff temperature is forty degrees or below, so let's go. Eight zero. Eight zero. Stat. Send us to send us to to Buffalo. Let's That's a great Josh, stat. What's, what's what's Josh Allen's? No idea. I just heard. I just heard it on the. Uh, it was Josh on. Allen likes uh, it was on the radio. Uh, that he was seven and zero going into the the Baltimore game um, this weekend when he when it was forty or below, and it I was like thirty one or something like that. But this is a long term thought. Don't go four and four to start the season. This too. You win one more game. You're tied with Buffalo, even without the outcome of that game in Paycor Stadium. They lost four games at the beginning of the year. That two or three of them that just they had no business losing. And how much of that goes? How much of that goes back to what we talked about way earlier this season? Yeah, with not playing your starting line together in any of the preseason games. You right. Some of that I will. Some of that is they had Collins and Kappa both dealing with injuries in the preseason, but get the other three guys out there, like whatever the case may be. But the larger point of this being, and I think you guys will agree with me, going forward, going forward, if you are going to compete at the top of this conference with the Chiefs and the Bills, you cannot sacrifice games at the beginning of the season. And sacrifice games anywhere. Well, right, but I'm saying they like they've taken this approach 
we're not we're not gonna hit the 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 starting line at full speed because we want to be full speed at the finish line. You can't guarantee that any way you slice it, right? They made it all the way through 17 weeks and didn't really have any significant injuries. And now they're down three-fifths of their starting offensive line going into the second week of the playoffs. You can't you can't bubble wrap yourself on when this shit's going to happen in the NFL. You have to understand, if you're going to compete with Kansas City and Buffalo for home field advantage, yep. you have to start hot. You cannot get to the bye at four and four and have to and go eight and, you, and have to go seven and eight. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you still ended up third, Jeff. They went yeah. eight and no down the stretch and finished third. Yeah. If, if you're legitimately going to be. Technically, you were hoping for nine and no, but obviously. Well, yeah, happen. but that, uh, this is what happened. Not what you're hoping you, for, but like, you, yep. this is what happened. You, you no have one to expects start. no one expects to not play a game that was bananas. Something oh, okay, the NFL yes. has never had to deal with. Yes. Okay. Like yes. My point being, four and four is just as much a factor in why they're not playing at a neutral site or getting a coin flip for this game as the Buffalo game getting canceled. And long term, if it's going to be, and watch out for Trevor Lawrence. Because he's going to be in this picture. Oh, oh yeah. He's going to be in this picture there. with that coach and where that franchise is headed. You've got four, maybe five teams that are going to be competing for the top three spots in the AFC. Don't give away games in August, in September, and, and October and just count on Joe's going to save us late. Urban Meyer, you fucked up. Oh, big time. But... Yeah, big time. But like that's the reality of where this AFC is gonna gonna be for the next Oh, they have they have seen ten years. Yeah. The the AFC is ridiculous. The NFC is just nowhere near the same level. No, if you look at the, the four starting quarterbacks on that are remaining in each, I mean you have you have what Dak, Jalen Hurts, <laughs> Brock Purdy. Yo, the Brock Purdy story is awesome. <laughs> Brock Purdy, yeah, the, the sure. Mr. Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. And uh who am I missing? NFC. I don't even know who else is left. That's I mean the Eagles, the Cowboys, and yep. in San Francisco yep. are kind of the the cream of the crop there right now, for sure. And look uh, like they have teams that are oh. built for some longevity. Danny Dimes with with the Giants. Oh, he's he looked really good, really good. Mm-hmm. And then and the, but in, but but you look at those four and you and compare you them look, to. Hey, yeah. or not Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, and and, and Lawrence, Lawrence, and there's a couple uh, Herbert. Like yeah. if they get the right coach, trash. Yeah, that's Garbage. I don't think that's I, I I don't think that's a Herbert problem. I think that's. Overrated. Zach Wilson. Overrated. I'm excited for this season to be over so that we can rank quarterbacks again, Aaron. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, um, Fort Scott. That's fine. That guy's. Oh, uh, that's right. Aaron. Aaron has been called Bart Scott and Baker Mayfield tonight. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I'm I'm mm-hmm. mad that Ed's boy uh 
Sir Yacht met Baker Mayfield randomly. Don White brings up a point. Jacksonville has Bengals last year vibes. I don't remember who was talking about if it was Dave talking about that or if it was one of you guys. Who was somebody who said said that in in this space in in BCJ space? I'm assuming Dave. It's probably Dave. Um, I can see it. I mean, I can see it. Especially when you're like, I mean, you, you're literally like people were betting millions of dollars because you were down so bad with a half to go. And then you come back like, if if you have fuck you money to where you're betting a million, a million plus and lose to make 11 grand to make 11 grand. Nah, I can't get down with you. (laughs) That's. It's crazy. That me. It's crazy. But whatever. In any case, all right. Can we can we also go like I know that we we've just kind of bounced around on the like talking about Bengals or whatever. But the the Sam Hubbard play, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you, if you start walking it backwards from like Hubbard scoring, and then you got uh, Marcus Bailey like make, putting the block on Mark Andrews. You had Von Bell who who shoved Mark Andrews at one point and was even saying that he like was yelling at uh at uh Hubbard to like pitch the ball back to him because he was like he wasn't sure if he was gonna have enough steam to make it. He, he probably wasn't way, either. All the way back to the pile where, you know, I believe it was Pratt and uh like Pratt stood him up and Logan Wilson punched it out. Uh, but before that even happens if you go to the play, the plays like before that set the whole thing up was Jesse Bates not giving up on yes on the Tyler Huntley yes. run, hawking him like he comes from out of the screen and hawks him down at like mm-hmm. whatever it was the two yard line. That might be Jesse Bates' most important play ever as a Bengal. I ever. mean, and he's had some good ever. ones in the playoffs. Agreed. Last year and and now this one, like with with the tip in the. Um, yep. Was it the AFC Championship, right? Yep. Where he tipped I, the ball guess, back to uh, Mahomes. Yep. Uh, but that play there, you've got a guy who everybody, yeah, everybody wants to talk about the contract. He's on the tag and he's not really playing as hard as he was. And like, whatever. Like, in playoffs, it, I think everyone's playing as hard but as But you they can. see, you see this guy like come flying out of nowhere. And now, mind you, uh, I believe it was DJ Reader was tackled, like full on tackled, uh, that blew open the hole. So like that, that was ridiculous. That wasn't called, but whatever. Um, Huntley had a, an easy walk in touchdown, and Jesse Bates smashes him in out of bounds, keeps him from scoring. Then the defense locks down, makes a huge play, and the game spins around. But like. Yeah, I feel like sometimes that kind of stuff gets lost in the in the the glory and the shine of this awesome punch out, scoop and score, ninety eight yard touchdown bonanza. But you had that that was a pretty key play to set the whole thing up. Agreed, and or at least the Bengals, to leave the the door open for something like that. Well, and and Baltimore already talked about it. if they scored that touchdown, they were going for two. Well, that was on the the final drive. Sure. But not this case, one, but like the one that were the one where they yeah. drove down and he like if they were going for the tie, right? Well, and, and why 
My son said that he was like, I, I think they're, I think they're going to go for two if they score here. I think they're going to go for two if they score. And I was like, would like, would you want to let Joe Burrow back on the field in overtime? Nope, do you want to leave it? Like, do you want to leave it up to like? And I know it's in the playoffs, so like now you get the everybody gets a possession thing, so it's not quite the same as it used to be. Um, where it was like, do you want to leave it up to this coin flip where like if Joe Burrow gets the ball, like he's probably going to get you down there. And for all the issues Evan McPherson's had, like he can still hit long field goals. Like just don't put him in that extra point range. Um, (laughs) I mean, he's, he's no Dallas Cowboys kicker. That's for sure. Man. That was a rough night. That was a rough night. Set the record before halftime. And the one, but the one that clanged off the top of the upright should have been good. If the ball goes over the top of the upright, it's good. Because that happened to Evan McPherson last year. He kicked one over the top of the upright. I wonder if the, it goes, if that rule changes, though, when it hits the upright. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. In any case, uh, the, the Bills are favored by five in this game. Um, Joe has... At this point, I think it's safe to say Joe's not been electric in any playoff game. No, not yet. He I mean, has. There's yet. only been. There's only been. He's only had one playoff game. One playoff run. One one playoff run. I, I mean, even going back to last year. Oh, you're going never, all the way to last year. He, he was never electric. Even last no, no, year, I mean, like, no, we, he did we enough. Talked, we, we talked he about did, it. Like last year was a, yeah. a defensive. Yeah. He, he did enough. I'm curious to see if against the Bills and knowing that their defense is not what the Ravens' defense is. It's not what – who did he play last year? He played uh, the Chiefs. He played the, the Raiders. Titans. He played the Titans. Titans. Um, their defenses were, were better um, than what I believe the Bills' defense might be this year. I mean, but, even even against – I mean, when you say electric, like, yeah, he didn't, like, put up anything, like, crazy gaudy, but, like – he had 209 yards. He had a a, a hundred uh, passer rate. Like, I want to see. I want to see something in that 275 to 300 range. I mean, show, I mean, show the, me what you got. I I hear you. I'm just saying, like the, the the if you're really supposed to be the 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 guy, then it should not be won by the defense. We'd love that it's won by the defense because otherwise we lose. But I I want to see. Joe Burrow put the whole team on his back in a game and just do it. Well, he probably could have done that in the second half of the game on Sunday, but he, again, his his line is is injured and he has to the quick, you know, the quick outlets. Do what you got, but I don't know. Huh? It'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens this week. We got score like predictions. Said, uh, they're they're being given by ESPN's FBI. 35%, roughly 35% chance to win the game. Again, minus five. Wait, the the, the Bengals this, are this being game, they are. Yeah, 34.5% chance to win the game. Being shit on by ESPN's FBI. Which is crazy. That's craziness. Crazy. Okay, they so it's seven, a, you're up seven three uh, when when Demar Hamlin got injured. Is this the Demar Hamlin game where the Bills go crazy? I don't know. I mean, I is think the, script, the, is is the NFL scripting it? 
Who knows? I think the Bills Who already. Knows? I think the Bills already went crazy. The the first game, I mean, the game when they had like two run backs and all kinds of other nonsense. Like, I think this is insane. This sixty-five to thirty-five, like, mm-hmm. that's insanity. Mm-hmm. I would have thought it would be like you know maybe like fifty-five, you know, forty-five, like. You know what I mean? Like a little, yeah, okay, some home field advantage, but I, I don't think it's that much. And there is an eighty percent chance of snow, although it is less expected to be, I believe, right around an inch or less than an inch. I mean, Josh Allen's so. a turnover machine. Ed, who you got? Uh, Bengals. Score. Twenty-four seventeen. Jeff, who you got? Bengals, 28-14. Just $1 me? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Bengals. I'm going to say 31-27. That, I don't know, the, the six, the five point spread scares me. Um, Not that it would matter at that point if the Bengals win. But I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be a weird game. Uh, there's so many emotions running with again with with Demar Hamlin and everything that went on with that, and everything that that has gone on with these two franchises over the course of the last couple of years. Shit's weird. I mean, but. currently, currently on the uh, the injury report. Let's see here. ESPN's full injury Chad. report. Nope, that's not what I want. Chad, you still hanging around? You got Jonah for Williams a, now as capital bet. listed. What? Oh, for I was just asking if Chad, Chad if Chad was still around to get to give a bet Fred sports moment. Oh. Uh, I mean, both teams are five are five and zero, oh, and they're like, what what kind of win streak here are the Bills on? They've won a lot of games straight. Um, uh, see, they keep flipping this stuff around. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So they're they're also on an eight game winning streak. Sorry, I was making sure the kid was in bed and. My fatherly duties for the evening were accomplished. I, I'm with Aaron here that I don't think like this is not gonna. I I would be shocked if it's a low scoring game. Oh, your cat's still in heat. Oh, oh yeah, that's like a week long process. Um, is that the cat? Oh yeah, yeah. not the baby. No, that's that's cat. cat. Uh, I'm going to go Bengals 3427. Okay. I'm not putting money on this game. I, I keep losing it. And I, oh, I'll, I'll never, put money on this game. I'll never be able to afford these Jordans. Okay, if I Ed, Ed, bet on the Bills. It's not nice, Chad. <laughs> you, 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 Aaron, you missed it whenever I gave my score and and Ed said, "Did you just did you just one dollar me?" 
No, I heard it. I just I oh, was okay. also giving my score at the same time. <laughs> it was it caught me off guard. It was pretty funny. It was a good one, Ed. Thank you. Well Appreciate done. that. I'm over here trying All to fix right. my computer. Ed, how about this? Just don't bet hella money. What? That's your advice <laughs> from Geoff. I was at if I, if I put money on this game. I'll I'll cap myself at like twenty twenty five dollars on this game. Yeah, I yeah. I don't bet on. I'm not. I, I'm not betting crazy money. Period. But Jeff was going to help me get those uh, playoff thirteens, so I just have to make sure I still have the money for that. I'm trying to get those dunk lows on Thursday. Just so pandas. Panda. No way. Really. I, I wouldn't get them either. I, I can't do white. The lows? Yeah. Give me the lows all day. But those uh tiger striped ones I sent you. Anyways, we we have working a shoe set portion of the show working now. On, yeah, we do. <laughs> they're they're the uh the dunk the plaid dunks are coming out tomorrow. Uh red and red and green. Oh they're they're so they're so why nice. are you gonna release red and green plaids after Christmas? This doesn't make sense. All right, moving on. Bearcats, they beat ECU this past week. Uh, they, they beat ECU 83-55. They also beat SMU 54-52, and they are going to be playing South Florida tomorrow night. How are you guys feeling about this Cincinnati Bearcats team currently? Do I have the wrong app? I don't see those on my sneakers app. We'll talk about it later, right. Ed. <laughs> What's the question, Ed, Aaron? You're you're a big hoops guy. They beat ECU. They, yeah, they, they did. Beat, they beat SMU. They sneak by SMU in a, in a game that felt like it should have never been that close, but it was no, but but it felt close. right. It felt right. A blowout and then just barely sneak by. That felt about right. I don't know. So Chad made you, a good point about that game, saying that that's a game that they don't win a year ago. That's a fair point as well. I agree, but. How are you feeling about them right now? Like, DeJulius is clearly off. Davenport has, a, I mean, his entire season has been a roller coaster. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Lockin was a little off against SMU. Defensively, though, for the next defensively, he, he was Victor Blocking. Hey. Courtesy Jeff. Like that. No, I mean, what, it's, are we, what are we thinking? It's a, it's a, it's not mid season. I guess it's late mid season, kind of low, right? I guess you know that kind of mid season tiredness is hitting all of a sudden. Um, you know, you don't want to see that because we got Memphis coming up on the twenty second, and so you got to hope that we but, come out against South yeah, Florida South, tomorrow night. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I hope that we come out against South Florida tomorrow night and build up some of that confidence. Uh one of those get right games that we like to that we like to call. Well, South Florida is maybe sneaky good. They yeah. they they had a six point lead with the under eight against Houston. They I was watching that a hat until halftime, yeah. They almost got beat by or uh did they did they beat no, they almost got beat by Temple, I think. I'm not sure if they beat Temple or close game against Temple, regardless. Which is a team that beat Cincinnati. Okay, thank you. Um, close By game four. against Temple, though. And this is a team that if you beat them, you have three wins before you host 
Memphis at home. So how important is this win? No, it's it's super important because you need, like I said, you need that get right game. You need that bounce back before you play Memphis. Memphis being what the second best team in the league right now. I haven't looked at standings in a while. Houston's number one, obviously in the country. So they're obviously number one in our in our league. Um, but eleven and three, one and zero in conference. Memphis, one and zero. Or wait a minute, that was their record. The seem right, they, Dave. They're, they're three. They're three. They're three and two in conference. That was their record whenever they played South Florida. They only beat South Florida by seven. 9386. So. So then yeah, you need to get that get right game against South Florida going into that Memphis game. It Memphis and Cincinnati, you know, in the past it's always been, you know, we've had their number. Um, you know, in for for Penny's first what is he on year 4? Roughly. Roughly something like that. So his first 2 3 years, Me- we've had Memphis his number. Is currently a half game behind UC, so. Okay. Oh, okay. That's just interesting. That I should probably look at those standings a little bit more. Um, but I mean, stop. Penny starting. Penny starting to you know get his team in order. I always hate losing to Memphis, so I'd rather not lose to Memphis. Um, it's a throwback jersey night. Is, is it ninety two jerseys? It just says on the schedule. I'm looking at it right now. I'll, I'll show it. Throwback jersey night. Thank you. Throwback jerseys. Right there. So is it the cats jerseys? Aren't they gonna so, don't so. they have like the carpet and stuff that they're gonna roll out there and do all well, that? Well you put the carpet out maybe, for every game now. Maybe Memphis yeah. wears the Memphis State in conjunction with the, the, the cats. I don't know. Um I mean you know the type of relationship I have with Memphis. I'm still really mad at uh, <laughs> uh, I still I still hate I still you know, I, which, which, which I wish I knew which player was that looked at you and I and went like this. I wish I remember that too. I also wish I knew what player or if it was Penny's daughter or not that was sitting behind us that tried to start a fight with us. Um, when I told her boyfriend that she didn't want to end this heat. Um, but you know, I don't like Memphis, I, I don't want to lose to Memphis. Did you threaten a girl, Ed? No, I threatened the Ed. boyfriend. I said, you don't want this heat. She was screaming in her ears. It's a long story. You can go, we talked about it in a podcast way back when. You can go back and listen to it. I'm not getting back into it. Um, it was the same night we... It wasn't, it wasn't me. No, but eh, he kind of encouraged it. If we're going to be honest. Kind of encouraged it. Am I an instigator? Absolutely. Yeah, you definitely instigated it. Um... But yeah, like I said, get right game against Florida so you can go into Memphis, beat Memphis. Maybe look, if we beat Memphis, you get gained some more confidence to get that, what was it, seven-point loss against Houston. Maybe get that seven points back and come back and, and beat beat Houston. It would be nice. Not saying it's going to happen, but you know, in a perfect world, it would be nice to knock off the number one team in the country. Yeah, if you can mess around and, and beat South Florida by a decent margin. That's, can- a, that's a huge confidence boost. Going into the end of the end of the schedule and into the tournament in March, especially with Julius being off, if he can get right in this game against South Florida, which we need, maybe that carries over against Memphis and Houston. You can't you can't win this game. We've we've seen it happen in uh, against SMU. We've seen it happen against Houston. Landers Nolly gets hot early, then falls off the the game. Teams take him out of the game. 
John, we've we've uh we've discussed uh apparently Odie uh his controller dies a lot when he's under when he gets the ball underneath the, the yeah, basket. We have, he's we got the, the uh the, the investigation is still out if it's the controller batteries uh, or if the monsters are back. He's um, got the yips. But, Real bad yeah. he's got the yips. It's wild. It but I think that wild. I, I think that against SMU he had a layup that didn't look like it should have gone in. And it ended up being an and one. And I think that was probably a huge confidence boost to this guy who's been struggling under the rim. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Right now, the Bearcats are thirteen and six. Mm-hmm. Got twelve games left mm-hmm. in the regular season. How many Wins do they need to end up with? I'm not going to run down and say win loss against this team, that team, whatever. But yeah, that's not how funny. many? Not, not for basketball. No, how many? How many wins do they need regular season to not have to win the conference tournament, or is it even possible to make the NCAA tournament? You got to beat. I, I honestly, with the with the out of conference schedule the way that it's been, you got to beat everybody. Like you, you've got to beat everybody. Like, yeah. so you, 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 so you think they have to? They need to go twenty five and six. Not necessarily. Not, not necessarily twenty five and six, but you can't. You have. You have to beat a Memphis. You have to beat a Houston. You have to beat a UCF. You have to beat. A Tulane, like you got UCF twice, beat them twice. Like those are big wins at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. Memphis, you got Memphis twice. You have to beat Memphis twice if you're going to lose to Houston again and again and again and again every time you play Houston. Not looking forward to Houston being in the Big Twelve with us at this point. <laughs> um, but you, you have to beat these teams, and you have to figure out ways to beat these teams. So it's it's. Becoming a little alarming, they're not beating teams that are better than them, um, only because you're not going to make the tournament if you can't do that. Like they they aren't figuring out ways to to beat teams that they're not that they're su- supposed to lose to. So you you've got to figure out those games, and you can't drop games to NKU. Uh, that that loss looks worse and worse every day. Yeah, it does. It's yeah. Sure. Uh, that one, that one doesn't look so great. The you know, eighty-one fifty-three to Ohio State. Blech. That's not and that's game. okay. I mean, Ohio State's been a top twenty-five team this season already, so that loss doesn't necessarily look so bad. But that NKU one, woof. But in any case, uh, South Florida, get it done. Get it right, get back home, beat Memphis at home, and things are trending up. To Julius has to get right. Davenport's got to have a game, and he's about due because I, I feel like it's been a, a tennis match bounce back, yeah, type thing for for Davenport. So um, I don't know anything yeah. else you guys have on on hoops. Nope. No, I, I like the progression. Um, I like what we're seeing from some of these recruits. 
Jizzle having his 40-point game the other night. 47! 47-point game the other night. While Wes um, was there. really good for us. Wes and Chad Dollar were there in attendance while he no, had I mean, 47. The future of the program is looking bright. All these people who kind of been uh, calling for Wes's job, again, just need to buckle down. I think that that chatter has died down. And be ready I for the ride. Oh, it's definitely. Day What was that? Day-day. You on Day-day? Day-day? Who's Day-day? What was that about? Anybody know what that was about? I do. Okay. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, so I'm trying not to. Nope, that's Chad. enough. Chad, come um, back. Also, uh, T. Gwynn. Um, it's A-G-U-I-L-E-R-A. Aguilera. Yeah, Bearcat um, Journal already took care of that. Yeah, that was me. Uh, that was Bearcat Journal. Well, that was me. Uh, when I type in the chat here, it comes up as Bearcat Journal. So. Yeah, also, needs, on the hoop needs side... more minutes. On the hoop side, congratulations to DJ um, for the new job over at West Virginia. Weird um, time of the season for six. I was West said that not, today. I know he did. I watched the presser and I I don't I don't love the timing of this. I don't love the timing it, either, especially going into the Big 12 next year. So he's going to have a little in you know, a little inside baseball on us, but I mean, you got you got to like seeing a guy that you watched, you know, growing up in high school. Um, you know, get a chance. So it's pretty cool. Obviously, he wasn't gonna get a benching job here, uh, as being maybe third, second, third, fourth in line behind some of the other guys that are here between Thielen, Lapore, um, Adams. Who knows where, where DeMar was to get a bench job in that regard, and it would have to come at the cost of losing somebody already on your bench. So you'd love to see that. Although I did see some some Twitter, Twitter James James White is not being quiet about. He wants maybe to be he's back coming. Here. Maybe he's coming back. So maybe maybe you sub one for the other. They are very good friends. Um, so maybe we would not be terribly upset if James White ends up coming back in that same type of role that Demar had. Um, so there is that. Um, as I've said on the board, I do not expect that job to be filled. Yeah, you did say that on the board. Um, and I like, was you also don't expect joking. it to be filled long term or like, not filled at all. Or, oh, okay. I, they're they're already overstaffed in terms of like jobs there are to do in a college basketball. The, the Drew like, Adams hiring. Department. Yeah, yeah. The Drew Adams hiring. Well, not just over. Drew, but you also have Chris Lapore and Jake Thielen. Like doing different things, but like that's normally one job. But they're both so good that Wes wanted them both in the program. Then you add Drew Adams on top of that. You essentially have with Thielen, Lapore, and Adams like a second assistant coaching staff already in place. Drew Adams has coached for almost a decade as a bench assistant and been an associate head coach. Chris Lapore was a bench assistant at Greensboro with Wes. 
And Jake Thielen has been the director of ops at Indiana and Georgia. So there's not necessarily a need to fill Demar's spot that Demar is leaving. And if you don't, then you can take all these qualified guys and give them a bump in pay. That's fair. So I, I don't think the spot, at least in the medium term, I can't say what happens two, three years from now, but I, I don't expect that spot to be filled because I think they've already got enough a killer, killer support staff yeah. uh, in place. I also would like to give a shout out to Chris Lepore. Uh, for showing Wes Miller my uh, Mariah Carey video that I created and put out on the put on the internet, uh, it was good. Ed. Thank you, good. thank you. Just good. be interesting to see if they brought somebody else, uh, a previous Bearcat, back on staff. But I just don't think they're going. I don't think they're going to fill the spot. Yeah, and also the tweet I put about Sean Kilpatrick filling that spot was completely a joke. It's getting a lot of traction. It was a complete joke. Um, we all know that if there was going to be anybody to fill that spot, it'd probably that's be Quadri Moore. That's a weird flex they just did there. It's never, it, never going It would be probably listen, Quadri Moore. Listen, I put this tweet out. It was a joke. It's getting a whole lot of traction. Joke. Just a I mean, joke. I don't it's have the blue check mark. I don't have the blue check mark, but it's definitely getting some traction. So, I would have got more if you had a blue check mark. Yet. Hi, Aaron. Did you just boot him? That's rude. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're paying uh, dollars for nothing. Not if you do eight, it from your computer. Eight. You just got to do it from your computer. And it's still eight. All right. It's all right. All right. Did you get your legit blue check mark yet? I have not. Thanks for asking. I don't know what that that was about. In any case, um, little little Reds talk. There was a, a rosy red. I did not put painters tape on my beard. Can neither be confirmed nor denied. Uh, Ed's beard needs a blue check mark for how it refracts light. My lord, it's bright. It does kind of look like painters tape. Was I mean? There is a very definitive line of demarcation. How does that happen? That's a good question. You just, well, they make just for men beard. I've done that before. Don't you remember when I did that? We do. Yeah, I did that before I went to Philly. I'm probably going to do it again. It is. That's weird. Moving on. Rosie Red's luncheon. Phil Castellini made an ass of himself once again because that guy can't help himself but to be an ass. I didn't even like I saw that he apparently said some stupid stuff, but like I didn't even look at it. I, I literally just, like that's how little I care about whatever he has to say. Yeah, it's, it's just like adds on top of the other stupid stuff he says. He he said the Reds operate like a nonprofit. He says that baseball is an industry in crisis. He made more he, excuses, what are you telling me? That's correct. Pretty much for why they're not able to, to compete. That's correct. Uh, after last year, he said, where are you going to go? Uh, he apparently made up stats that he put on a projector in front of everyone about teams that uh, w- will not make the playoffs based on early in the season. Um, just made up stats. 
and it's become a huge clusterfuck. Like, what, what do minority? You? What do the minority owners think? Why are we continuing to put Phil Castellini in front of people? Like, he is the sole reason that I have just abandoned purchasing red stuff. I will not purchase anything with the Reds logo on it because I don't want to give the Reds any money because of him. I don't know. What are we doing? The Reds the Reds are in an industry where baseball made, I believe, I, I want to say it was the, I, I thought it was, I saw a stat somewhere, and I'm trying to recall off the top of my head. I don't know if it was every team made $11 billion based on like TV revenue alone, or there, there was something with $11 billion. Right. Regardless, baseball's still making money. The Reds are still making money. Why are they continuing to put this guy out in front of anyone to talk about the Reds? Who, who is Phil Castellini at this point in regards to the ownership group? I don't know. But Look at this we, point; I have more interest in FC Cincinnati. Like, and that's craziness. It's true, and it's crazy. Yeah. I get, and I don't even I really it. know anything. I get it. I don't even really know anything about FC Cincinnati, to be honest. Like, one of our players just got called up to try out for the men's national team. Was it Vasquez? Vasquez? Is it Vasquez or Vasquez? Vasquez? The Reds, the Reds are, are putting out the... the the what, what is it? Where they, they do the... The caravan? The, the, oh, caravan. Yes. And there, there's no one on that staff... Of of Reds players who have ever played a full season pro on the caravan. Votto's not on the caravan? There is no Reds player who has pitched in the pros on the caravan. What are we doing? Aaron, we talked about it last year. It's it, it kind of is what it is. It's time to sell. Who would have? Who would have thought? Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and that used to be kind of a joke and like yeah, this like thing. Kind of like, joke. At this point, if you are literally going to stand up in front of people and say we just can't do it with fake numbers, call with them what, nonprofit. With what we have, we just can't do it with fake bar That's okay. That's okay. Thank you. Bye. Problem is, is he knows there are a lot of diehards in the city who will continue to go to the games. It's, the stadium's going to look horrible because there's not going to be anybody there except for these diehards. So you'll only have five thousand a game. They don't. The thing is, they don't need people to keep coming in as long as because the money's buying season, buying season tickets. And I know, I know, we don't like to necessarily pull back the curtain on pay for articles here. Uh, this comes from The Athletic. This comes from C-Trent. Um, and I'm going to read this because this is the most disgusting part of this entire luncheon. Uh, Castellini celebra- celebrated the team's farm system and noted the team had promising prospects who would one day be great Reds and then joked, then they'd be ex-Reds, saying, of course we're going to lose them. What are we doing? Why what are we, we doing? doing? 
like at this point, let's trade Joey Votto to a contending team so the man can get himself a World Series before he retires, and let's just let's just pack it in. Let's pack it in. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be traded. I know, and that, and 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 we don't deserve that from him. Uh, well, if you, maybe if you us as him, fans do deserve if you, that. If you trade him, you're still going to have to eat his entire contract. I don't care if they eat his entire contract. At this point, let's I mean, go ahead and. Eight, tra- I mean, there, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of. Contract what else are we gonna do for, with the money? No, there, there's not a lot of contract left. No, this is Fado's last year. Yeah, uh, but there's there's not a lot of contract left on the books. Yeah, the Reds don't owe anybody any money except for Joey Votto. So well, they they, they, they have Moose money. They they paid Moose to leave. I don't yeah. know. Trade him and. It is going to continue to get a lot worse before it gets any better. It's, it's probably so. going to get worse for 10 years. We'll be celebrating Raw 60 by the time this gets any better. So long. Well, uh, looking at the lightning round, I don't think we have anything in there currently. Uh, I think I think we hit a lot. We, we had some like ad-libbed lightning round throughout. Yeah, chips and we footballs. Did. What the fuck? Um, and you have a bum of the week if we need to do that Uh, I think you just covered the bum of the week Phil Castellini yeah bum of the decade Ray Lewis after Darius Miles was arrested because he went through a similar situation are you are you familiar with this no so Darius Miles plays basketball for Alabama yeah. yeah, he went. Yeah, not to be not, uh, not to be confused with the original Darius Miles, who right the came NBA through the player. league already. Yeah. He gave a gun to a guy, and the guy killed somebody. Yeah, on the strip. Yeah, in Tuscaloosa, which what the hell is the strip in Tuscaloosa? Yeah, How about Nate Oates calling Ray Lewis and being like, "Hey, remember that time you 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 were involved in that murder and you got out of it?" Like. Did he run somebody over with his car? No. Ray Lewis? I thought Ray Lewis hit somebody with his car and murdered him. No, it was it was a weapon situation that I think it, it might even have been a knife, but like it was a weapon situation where somebody died and it was Ray Lewis's weapon. And then some people took the fall and Ray Lewis got off and you know. Essentially, was was exonerated. Ha- so my dude called Ray Lewis up. And was like, "Hey, can you talk to this guy?" Yeah, no. Can you tell me how you got off? Like, what, oh what my did God. it take for you? Call his lawyer. Call his yeah. lawyer. Don't call him. Essentially, what did it take for you to get out of this uh, murder rap? Lawyer up, bro. Money. Quick, quick Google search. Lawyer up. That's a that's a bold move. I bet Nate Oates is not real happy that 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 went public. <laughs> I wonder who dropped that public, right? Like, I would guess that's not something that they're real happy with. Somebody's getting fired soon. Yeah, not great, not great. That's I mean, the only right. other person you could call a bum of the week is that that guy who went after uh, Stinson. That's being on his cell phone. Yeah, Stinson Bennett. It was just a funny little back and forth between. I mean, there's a couple bums out there I could think of. 
Roger There's, Goodell for this game being in Buffalo? They're already planning for uh, Buffalo and all the teams Kansas are City. selling AFC Championship tickets already. But hey, you can't write a better script. But Roger Goodell selling so John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, that guy is a bum. The, the poor lady is just trying to do a halftime interview. And it was like a mid game interview, right? It wasn't even halftime. Yeah, it wasn't even halftime yet. It was halftime. And he had he to go. Sucks. His brother sucks. Oh, yeah. Tom Crean sucks. Oh, so family sucks. We're going to add John Harbaugh to the list of people who can meet, meet me in Washington Park. If you know, you know. It Roger Goodell, though. Roger Goodell for this game being in Buffalo, considering that Cincinnati was up 7 3 when shit went down in a game that was more electric apparently in person than even the playoff game was from every account that I've read. I'm just saying. Uh that was another episode of Part of the one more thing. I have one more thing I like ran about real quick. Like can we can we stop dropping F bombs after every other word in Bengal spaces on Twitter? Like I would like to just listen to not. a space with people talking like adults about Bengals football. Look, you wonder I, why you got banned once. I struggle to not drop f bombs in this space. Just yeah. Saying. Well, who knew they put a fucking chip in a football? That'll do it for part of the punctuation for Ed Mayhall, for Jeff Howe, for Chad Brindle. This was another episode. Tune in next week, nine fifteen ish. And uh, we'll be there with all of your Bengals playoff recaps, Bearcats recaps, and all of the rest that that entails. See ya! Ba-dum-bum!